0: friends i'm tanya luna psychology researcher and writer
1: and i'm brian luna and one day i hope to be as forgiving as the hulk's pants and you're listening to talk psych Psych to me me,
0: a show where we take research out of the lab and into the street
1: let's get into it
0: okay so you know how i write for psychology today
1: i've heard some things
0: (laughs) so a few days ago i decided to see if anyone is actually reading the things that i'm writing which was uh, 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 wait—that
1: was a whole thing to tell me I'm not reading your stuff. Is it's a very elaborate ploy?
0: You know, I assume that you were reading. Now I know. Otherwise, I mean, I am
1: reading. It. Maybe I missed last week. Is what I'm saying? <laughs> no, 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 I didn't even know. I didn't happening? know how often you did it. I, I don't know.
0: So anyway, so it turns out there's like a whole dashboard you can see what people read the most, and <laughs> there were a few things that had a whole lot more readers, like in the hundreds of thousands of readers. Wow. Do you want to guess what the most popular sex. topic was? Sex. No.
1: Um,
0: but only because I didn't write about sex. So oh. good suggestion. Oh, so coming to you you've, next okay. week on so Psychology something, Today. <laughs> something you've written. Sex. Uh,
1: relationships.
0: Uh, no.
1: Okay. Um, you get one more guess because okay. otherwise
0: this is going to stop being interesting. Uh,
1: um, uh, 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 anger.
0: Anger. Oh, okay. You're in the you're in the right ballpark. So pretty much anything that I wrote that had to do with negative emotions. There you go. Got way more readership than anything else. Okay. Again, I didn't try sex, so stay tuned, Psychology Today, for that. But, yeah. So I figured that's what we should talk about today since. Sex. No. Oh. That'll be a negative the emotion. Yeah.
1: <laughs> negative emotions.
0: Negative emotions. Nice. But specifically, the thing I find fun about negative emotions is how do we get the most good out of the things that make us feel bad?
1: It's funny you brought this up because before. We started recording. Speaking of negative emotions, I was playing Call of Duty, and my
0: it's video game. Don't know. Oh,
1: for people who don't know, yeah, it's a video game. It's very uh, (laughs) it's you play with.
0: Let's just put it this way: it gives me negative emotions. (laughs) But like, so I was based on your reactions to the video. game. So
1: I usually end off with a good game, like because because I knew we had uh, it was a time limit. I ended off with a game I really stunk. Like like that round, I was just I was trash. I was garbage. So I was so mad, and I was like, God, why do I play this game? You know, F this game, this game. But then I was like, it gives me such joy to log on and, like, get can ready. feel,
0: like, rage and frustration and, I, but and it, disappointment. It, but it does
1: feel like this cathartic thing where I'm like, my, "My usually I play at the end of the day. So, like, at the end of the day, I'm like,
0: I just saw it. And it happens to be just around the time where I've had a long day, and I'm like, <laughs> ah, peace and quiet. And then from the basement, I hear, like, blah, blah, and it's just, like, these nondescript <laughs> profanities. Like, the audio version of the, like, little, like, asterisk, exclamation mark, hashtag thing? Yeah. So, yes, those kinds of negative emotions, why do we seek them out sometimes? Mm -hmm. And then if we're stuck feeling negative emotions that we didn't sign up for Mm -hmm. or go to the basement to enroll in, then (laughs) how do we make those so-called negative feelings work for us? So that's what we're talking about today. How would you define a negative emotion?
1: Uh, an emotion that takes away, an emotion that, mm. like um, you know, happiness is a is a positive emotion where it actually gives you something. It gain you gain something from it, whether it be endorphins or something like that. Whoa! Whereas
0: you n- just blew my mind. So negative. <laughs> Sorry, did you have more? You had more? No, I feel freaking... Is that the freaking... sound you're going to make from now on when I interrupt no, you? That's really effective. I was about to
1: say a word with the letter N, and you you started talking, so I was just hanging on, and I was like, mm, like, am I going to be able to jump in? And I realized, no, so go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. I'm not upset.
0: Okay, but I got to say, this blew my mind, because what you just said, because mm-hmm. I always thought about positive, good, negative, bad, but mm-hmm. what you're saying is positive, plus, mm-hmm. or add, negative, minus, or take away. Yeah. Interesting. So we always experience it as a sense of loss or a limitation. Yeah, because of some like kind. even when
1: you get upset, you what? You gain control? No, you lose control. Whoa. So uh, boom get ready y'all <laughs> yo jamie harris signed me up for one of them them uh them research thingies
0: are <laughs> you just picking a random researcher yeah well we talked about him last week yeah J. okay, okay. jamie harris yeah um jamie harris doesn't study this at all but i appreciate that you oh, i know he can bring me
1: on his team i'll be the 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 negative guy okay. <laughs> this ain't gonna work that's not gonna work this is dumb
0: <laughs> or he could remove you from his team <laughs> now you'd be the negative Whoa. guy so, but anyway
1: i'd be the positive guy you'd be it's the positive guy. times the negative
0: a negative yeah. times a negative equals a positive there you go. So so, yeah, I love the way that you just define it. I mean, technically I would define a a negative emotion as anything that feels bad, but I think what you said is really deep and we're going to get into that as we, as we get into the research today. What do you think? Would life be better if you didn't have any bad or unpleasant
1: feelings? No, because everybody's worked with that person (laughs) or or been around a person that's like way too positive positive. To the point I don't where they—I
0: have worked with that person. You're that person. Am I that person? You're that person.
1: If you can't oh, find them at work, no. Oh, if you know you what? Could. I
0: have gotten the feedback that I'm too positive. <gasps> well, okay, so tell me about this so-called person. I so mean, this, I don't know why it's said so-called. But tell me about this type of person. I'll
1: tell you about you. So no, <laughs> it's just—it's just like a Jiminy Cricket, someone who's like, "I have this problem. Well, let me solve it. Da 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 da. You know, and yeah. they come in there and it's do like all the this toxic
0: stuff. positivity episode. Yeah, right?
1: yeah, exactly. Whereas, like, or they—they—they're so positive that. You stop buying it after a while, you know, like hmm. either it's toeing the company line or there's something going okay. on. Like,
0: For the record, I'm always authentic and genuine with my positivity. I'm not
1: saying you. I'm talking about the person at work that no, you don't no, know. you
0: rewind the tape. <laughs> <laughs> it's you. So you. you. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, but what I okay, mean so is. Okay, so you're saying people are skeptical or suspicious mm-hmm. when someone comes across as it too It comes positive. across
1: as, I mean, you're very authentic and I'll give you that. But it comes across as inauthentic for for someone who is just constantly putting on that happy face. Mm. And I think with negative emotions, it shows more vul- vulnerability. It shows more mm. human side it's like a, because an
0: opportunity for connection.
1: Yeah, because we all experience it. Trust and. Uh, I don't know. I, I think I think negative emotions um, benefit someone because it gives you something to pull out <sighs> of. It gives you something to like, when you're feeling negative, it gives you that chance to feel that much, like double positive when you feel Ooh. happy, when you come out of that.
0: So I think you've said two things. One is that negative or unpleasant emotions give us that comparison of positive. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, they say you, you can't tell if it's light. If you've never experienced the dark.
1: Damn. Let me write that down.
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't know who said that. And I'm pretty sure I just I think you just
1: the buy, I think you yeah. I think you merged like nine quotes into one. I think so. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, But I made it succinct. So. <laughs> um, so that's one. So like, would we even appreciate something without something bad? Right? Like, yeah. you know, like if you have a cold or, or something and then the cold goes away and you're like, I feel amazing. But yeah. typically you don't walk around being like, not having a cold is amazing for yeah. the contrast you take it factor. for granted, Sure. But then the the thing you said about negative, going back to this idea of absence or taking away, I wonder if that has something to do with, like, if I express my my negative with others, then they sort of want to step up and fill that. Mm-hmm. And, and so, like, neg- negative emotions can be a source of connection. And, you know, that vulnerability could be an opportunity for someone to really show up and be there for you, and it can strengthen that bond.
1: But on the flip side of that, for every like super positive person you have you also have those people that are like uh, oh. give me negative. like my mom sometimes like she had the she used to have the thing um i remember one time i was like mom i you know i don't know if this acting thing is gonna work out like i just you know i don't know if i can do this anymore. is it but acting blah, blah, blah.
0: or acne acting
1: and the acting no the acting thing was great for me <laughs> uh the acne was like top notch top shelf but no, the acting thing, I was like, you know, mom, and what I really wanted is for her to be like, mijo, you got this. Like, just dig down, put your head down. And she was like, yeah, I know. It's about that time, you know? It's just, it's not happening, you know? And this is, this is literally around like maybe, a, I think it was like two months after nine eleven, And she was like, you should be a firefighter. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I guess, Ooh. you know, sure. That That's something I'll look into when I get back home. Uh, it's great. But I mean, it's, it, my mom isn't, she doesn't know she's negative. She's just trying to help me out of that thing through- yeah through the negativity well, I mean, but your mom
0: has like a positive vibe while she's saying all of it like she's oh, like yeah, yeah. you should be a firefighter yeah. there are also people who just express so much negative emotion that you're like wow that's authentic and real but I'm really tired now yeah. So there is a lot of research on this. In a 10-year longitudinal study by Hal Hirschfield and team, what they found is that a mix is what you want to have. So you want to do a a mix of pleasant and unpleasant emotions. And what they found is that over the course of 10 years, which is really cool, that's hard to study, Mm -hmm. they found that the people who had this complex mixture of ups and downs had better physical well-being and reduced age-related health declines. Hmm.
1: I wonder if that's like, you know, with the health stuff, if our body does well with polarities, right? So, like, mm. you know, when you're really, really hot, or after a workout, you duck, you you like dunk in a cold bath for a moment, like, a, just, and it's supposed to another like really another thing we raise were doing in
0: Ukraine name. before all of you people in America were like, let's build places where you pay money <laughs> Wait, to be are you hot talking, and cold. What and do you cold? mean, you people? <laughs> um, no, but it's another one of those. We had kombucha first. Yeah, yeah. we. Well, had, you didn't know you had kombucha. We had those you just ate. Cups, you just we had drank spoiled first.
1: sewage, no. and you are like, "Oh, that was probably kombucha." Like, no, it was probably sewage. Probably. <laughs> but
0: know. that's so interesting. So you're saying it's almost like, uh, like when you exercise and it's really good to do intervals. Mm-hmm. So you're saying emotionally, up and downs.
1: I think yeah, I think that does something cool. for your body. And and what 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 Hershey was saying is that, you know, you've got Hershfield,
0: uh, but that's delicious sounding. Hal Hershey, Hershfield, Hirschfield. or Hershfield. God, like, you <laughs> like that bully in high school. No, I, You think he didn't get enough of that as a kid? Hershfield. I thought you said Hal. I was like, Hershey,
1: that's a, a, Dr. Hershey, that sounds, I'd love to go do research with Dr. Hershey. But, so, so Hersh was like, um, ups and downs, Um how does he, how do you regulate that? So, like, if I'm feeling down or if I have negative feelings how do I balance that out? I mean, is that, is that, or is he saying it's a natural thing that you're not always going to be stuck in the negative or I assume I'm saying like, how so does your he,
0: question is, how do you,
1: how do you come out, out of feeling those too
0: good? How do you get bad? And if you're feeling oh, yeah, too bad, you how do think you think about good? that
1: side? Like he's saying up and down. So like, if I'm yeah. feeling
0: great. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, so there's a, a whole lot of different episodes we'll do on how to feel better. Okay. What I, what I really wanted to zero on today is, when you're feeling bad, how do you get value out of that? Because most of us when we're tr- when we're feeling bad, yeah. we just try to get out of that as quickly as possible. Hmm. So the majority of the kind of like self-help personal development stuff that you'll see out there is about helping people feel good. What I want to talk about is how do you feel good about feeling bad? <laughs> Interesting. How do you get how do you extract out the value out of those unpleasant emotions? You're sober and single? Tune in to the Sober Dating Podcast with Kathy Vandenberg. We are constantly evolving and learning new things. This is why at the Sober Dating Podcast, we not only talk about expanding your love life, we share space with the many subjects that surround love and recovery. Through exploring our traumas, we build ourselves into better human beings, ultimately becoming better partners to those we choose to connect with in love. Join us as we explore the richness of sober love, beauty, many experience, and solitary life and how recovery brings it all together. The Sober Dating Podcast, new episodes weekly. Join us for conversations that will set you and your love life in a new direction.
1: I think we talked about this with anger a while ago, where we just kind of let it work for you. Like, you know, let it drive you. When I'm feeling bad, the one thing I want to do is I want to be alone. And I want to be alone not because I enjoy being alone all the time. I do, but it's mostly... I don't want to be a dick to you. So like... It, I appreciate like, that. <laughs> I appreciate you appreciating that. I
0: wonder why you're not alone more often.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. Ding,
1: ding. <laughs> Round one. Fight. <laughs> uh, we... I, I think even when we're fighting or we're, we're ending a fight, I'm always like, I'm going to go downstairs for a little bit. And, you know, <laughs> you try to keep me... You try to keep me in the fight and I appreciate that. But a lot of times I'll, I'll go down and, um, and do something. Like, maybe I'll clean up the... <laughs> Clean up the garage, or I'm um, clean up, uh, you know, my areas, or, or something. But are you,
0: you know? trying to? Are you trying to like distract yourself?
1: No, no, no. I think I, that 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 fight, that that anger, the the negativity, it fuels me into like a physical. Oh, movement so you forward. kind of
0: use that emotion for yeah. motion? Yeah. yeah like way.
1: last week, I. I Boy, you were really giving it to me. And so I you know, giving me the business. So I I, that garage right now is spotless.
0: Brian Luna was really upset with me because I was offering to cook him a meal. And you were like, God, stop offering me options. (laughs) Oh, this is unbearable.
1: Look, sometimes when when I'm saying I'm thirsty, I I just want a glass. I don't want a glass of water. I want you to do this. That's from uh, A White man Can't Jump, if you remember Rosie Perez's monologue. But it's great because sometimes if I'm telling you I'm thirsty, I don't want you to give me a glass of water. I want you to sympathize with me that I'm thirsty and then just let me feel thirsty for a bit and then I can move forward and get my own goddamn
0: water. All right. I'll have to go back to the source material to try to understand that.
1: White man can't jump. Great move.
0: <laughs> but 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 before we go deeper into how you use those negative emotions, what I'd love to do, if you're cool with it, is kind of just explore some hypotheses. I have four that I wanted to share with you briefly on why a mix of good and bad is good for us. Okay. Is that?
1: Well, what that... am I going to say? No. If yeah. I say no, what happens? That's negative. So yeah. I'm like, no. I don't I know. I want you to set your know. hypothesis. This,
0: we, we were unscripted. Here, <laughs> yeah, we've, <so. laughs>
1: we've never run into this before. <laughs> we
0: try to go yes and, but let's see what happens. See what is happens. this the day you no, want to no, try no, that? No, no,
1: no. I want to hear these hypotheses. Okay. okay.
0: All right. I got four for you. Okay. Four hypotheses. Hypothesis number one.
1: Oh, do I get to shoot them down if I don't agree with them? No. Okay.
0: <laughs> see, I'm going to experiment with saying no more off. <laughs> this is great. Often. All right. But, so I'm going to tell you that first hypothesis. But first, if you are listening to this episode and you're enjoying this so far... Please go ahead and take a moment and pause and leave us a review so more people can learn how to use their bad feelings for good.
1: And thank you for listening to. <laughs> to-
0: <laughs> I've been experimenting. If you didn't listen to the last episode, I've been experimenting with asking them. folks yeah. to share their their feedback early on. And it just really messes with Brian so yeah, much.
1: It's, it's it's those pattern interruptions. No, I got Do more. Those.
0: I got more. Okay. okay. Are you ready? Yeah. You ready? Hypothesis so, number so one. So we're back. First explanation for why a mix of good and bad feelings is actually Mm -hmm. good for us is that feeling good all the time isn't actually the goal of being human. It's not actually the optimal state. So there's a huge amount of evidence that a hedonic approach to life, we've talked about this a little bit, I think, in the past. So that's like chasing after pleasure and avoiding pain. It results actually in less fulfillment than a eudaimonic approach to life, which is a pursuit of meaning. So pursuing stuff like meaning and purpose and growth and connection, it can actually be painful or at the very least effortful. Hmm. It turns out that allowing ourselves to pursue purpose, even though it comes with some pain, leads to overall well-being and physical well-being as well. Hmm. So that's explanation number one. Hmm. A second reason that a mix of emotions is good for us is that so-called negative emotions have a lot of value. So so let's go back to what you were talking about with anger, hmm. for example. What's good about anger, you said cleaning the garage. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, I, I think uh, it works in short bursts, so it's good to get you off your ass. Yeah. Um, Anger, you know, used to always be the thing to get me back on a treadmill or mm. back in the boxing gym or whatever, you know, like... Anger was a was a great little fire. It's like motivator. Um, Yeah.
0: How about sadness? What would you say if you had to guess? What are some of the research backed benefits of feeling sad?
1: I guess sadness allows for introspection and allows to like clean up some inner turmoil you might have in your brain, you know, or at least allow you to take inventory of the things that matter most or things that you want to
0: fix. Yeah, exactly. So what research shows is that when we're sad, we tend to slow down, Mm -hmm. reflect more, be more analytical be more empathetic, and make better decisions. Oh,
1: shit. So I was right. Yeah. What's my score right now if we're taking a quiz? <laughs> okay, forget it. <laughs>
0: Is this cumulative? No,
1: I'm just saying, okay. like, I, you know, I want to know my average So my GPA.
0: I'll either give you a high score if you need to be happy right now or a low score if you need to make a, an important decision.
1: I, I'm going to be really happy right now.
0: Okay, 100%. 100%. Okay, great. <laughs> but, it, but it turns out that, like, you know, we're, we're always chasing happiness, but it's actually this, like... Slight sadness that can be some of the best. Obviously, if it's overwhelming, it can be yeah. disabling or debilitating. But if it's a if it's a, a manageable amount of sadness, and we really sit with it, we can harness that for deep thought and reflection, and and again, empathy.
1: So when I, you know, when I was performing and I was on stage uh, a while ago in Manhattan, you know what, you know, everyone. Would Why be did happy. I
0: picture you stripping when you said that?
1: Because you know what's what. <laughs> because you see what's sitting in front of you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um so we we'd hey, get what, off stage what kind of performing um you know like uh children's hospitals and, no i mean like on stage like in plays well, and stuff like yeah okay. acne. so well i so was <laughs> doing acne uh and we'd get off stage and a lot of my friends would be super happy they'd be on the high of of, of acting and performing and want to go all out. that
0: attention and, and i applause. would be
1: like god dang i'd be miserable because i'd be like what did i what what could i have done differently tonight to get better so it it allowed me to slow down it didn't get me on the hype train i never you know so it always liked i would go home get on the train and and like really think about like break down every scene what i remember what i could do differently and it just kept me hungry that sadness did slow things down like you were saying and it helped me because i wasn't angry i was like sad I was like oh shit you know I left I left something on stage and uh, something mm. was there in this moment I didn't I just didn't do anything with it it's really cool so um, that helped me a lot that's that, amazing that me slow things down that's
0: amazing it makes me think of you know Ukrainian culture is a relatively sad culture Here we we, go. we tend to <laughs> see positivity <laughs> as kind of like suspicious or foolish oh, yes. like all of our literature at least like the stories I would hear growing up were just so freaking sad so even as mm-hmm. a culture was sort of embraced as something that's needed for like wisdom to take root and for connection to happen. All right. So that's two reasons. Uh, Hypothesis number three for why this mix of emotions is actually really healthy for us is that it might be that the people who report feeling a mix of negative and positive emotions are actually just good at listening to their feelings so that they can understand their needs. So imagine if you have like a shooting pain in your side and you're just walking around and ignoring it and hoping that it gets better. That's how a lot of us handle our negative feelings. But of course, this strategy comes with some downsides. So to emphasize that or illustrate that, can I recreate a mini version of an experiment on you done by Eric Garland and Amelia Roberts-Lewis?
1: Sure. I don't That's know why I emphasize the names like yeah, that was going to make Roberts the difference Lewis. of whether you say yes or no. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I <laughs> I, I trust Amelia Roberts. Okay,
0: so we're going to start off with measuring your heart rate. Okay. So I got this finger thingy.
1: It's pretty high right now. I got to say, like my heart rate. No, usually... we did.
0: We checked it real quick before. That's your blood oxygen level. We were looking at the wrong number. So oh, okay. so we're gonna we're gonna redo it.
1: It's gonna be give me a finger. Right.
0: Not the finger. A finger.
1: Mm. So what should I do? Oh, I shouldn't be talking while we're doing this.
0: I don't think you can help that. All right, so your current baseline uh, heart rate is what? Take a look.
1: What is that? What is it? 97?
0: No, that's your oxygen.
1: 79. 79. All oh, right, that's, that's good. That's
0: baseline. All right. All right. All right. And now I'm going to show you this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what is it? How does this
0: make you feel and what is it?
1: Oh, man. That's good. What is it? <laughs> uh, it's a sprinkle cookie but uh, only found in New York City. Okay, your uh, favorite sprinkle my cookie. My favorite okay. sprinkle cookie. So
0: the next thing I'm gonna ask you to do is suppress your desire for this cookie.
1: You're gonna open that? <laughs> you're just gonna
0: Alright, so I'm gonna put this back on your Wait, finger Suppress so we my desire for it. Monitor your okay, heart so just rate. act
1: like I don't want it. Okay.
0: Just feel don't feel any desire for it. Holy shit, that worked. Okay. So that made your heart rate go up to eighty seven. Okay, you can stop looking at the cookie. I can't. I'm put gonna it eat down the there. cookie now.
1: No, you're not gonna eat it. It's not vegan. <laughs>
0: All right, so in the actual experiments on thought suppression, researchers generally don't use cookies. They actually use triggers like alcohol for people with alcohol dependency Ooh, um, or painful memories for people with post-traumatic stress. But I thought that wouldn't be fun yeah
1: seriously, to do for thanks for, us. using a, thanks for using a cookie. <laughs> what do you think they found? A lot of fucking unhappy people. <laughs> um, I think they found that... Oh,
0: look... What they need to-, to
1: do a whole study to say if you don't think about so- try not to think about something, and people are like, okay. I won't think about it, and then all that's all you can think about, and it gets you all jacked up. <laughs> they had to do a whole study on something that we used to do as a kid. Okay, don't think about this apple juice, and people were like, "Oh, I can't think of it. All I'm thinking about it. I don't think about the apple juice." What
0: you used to do this research? Now,
1: everyone does. So this, this as a study kid.
0: was a replication of your original research done by Come Brian Luna and in, team. The, in the
1: second grade. So <laughs> thanks. Uh,
0: Okay, fine. Not surprising to you, but what they found is that attempting to suppress thoughts and feelings increases our body's stress response, which can be very harmful to our health. So it not only is hard to do, when we attempt to do it, it physically wears on our body. So
1: you want to know what's Did funny? you
0: measure that in second grade yes, with your apple juice? Yes, because in
1: the 80s, this was part of a, uh, of a weight loss technique. You would get like a hamburger or a, um, like a piece of cake and you would... Put it in front of you and not eat it. Right? Oh
0: God, the eighties so, were the weirdest. So listen, time. listen.
1: What it would do is it would get you all jacked up, and then everyone's like, you feel your heart racing. That's your body telling you you don't want or whatever. But basically, it, that's it, your it,
0: wait. That's your heart. Telling that's your it.
1: that's your body t- saying that you that's you fighting against your body. Basically saying that you don't want it. You're stronger than it. it's about breaking your will. But what they would pitch is that 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 heartbeat that you feel like the pulse, <laughs> the throbbing in your neck and the, your pulse. Yeah. that's your body burning fat. Oh, so like, my yes, Lord. it was a thing that people like, I'm gonna try that tonight. It, yeah, it was the, it was the dangling the carrot in front of the thing. I mean, they, we even see it in old eighties movies. Like when they're, they're during the workout montage, you know, they'd be on a, on a bike and they'd be laughing, you know, like the guy would be eating pizza in front of the person trying to lose weight. I've never
0: you, seen that montage. It's what a, a, terrible, it's montage. a mo- terrible
1: montage. It's
0: a terrible montage. Why do you say montage? How do you say montage? No, you don't. Montage. No one says montage. That's Montauk. Montauk.
1: Wait, oh, maybe I'm thinking of Montauk.
0: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so anyway,
0: Montage. doing this repeatedly...
1: Montage.
0: Just trust me, I learned this language in school. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So doing this repeatedly, this kind of like thought or feeling suppression, Mm -hmm. causes unhealthy coping mechanisms for a lot of people, like self-medicating with drugs, alcohol, even overeating can be a form of self-medicating. Plus, trying to chase intrusive thoughts away, actually, as you have demonstrated, leads us to have more of them and more intense versions of them. This is a phenomenon known as amplification.
1: Yeah, we called it that, too, in the second grade.
0: (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. Or I like to, you know, often quote, you've probably heard me quote Carl Jung before, saying... What you resist persists.
1: Oh, that's good, Carl Jung. Yeah. That's that's good. That's it rhymes, good.
0: So. Do you have an example of this phenomenon that's not a cookie or apple juice in second grade? <laughs> like, um, like a real real talk one.
1: Uh, a good example is, I guess, <laughs> it's not really a good example. So maybe it's you're gonna, you're going to shoot it down. But like road rage or like building something up. So like someone cuts you off and like instead of just letting it go in that moment you try not to think about it try not to think about it you're pushing it down pushing it down all of a sudden you're or oh, 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 no 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 I guess even better um, but
0: I think road rage is true because it would probably be just like road frustration and then the act of suppressing it is probably what turns it into rage turns
1: it into like a seething rage but I'm also thinking like you know growing up the stigma that men had about like not being able to talk about things and not being able to like oh yeah uh, uh, like you know express our emotions we had to be the strong, silent type. you know, even that's even, a, that's even a type, you know, the strong, I want the strong, silent type, you know, emphasis on the silent. Uh, so, you know, I think I just got that the strong type with you, but that, but that was just like, that I think led to a lot of heart
0: disease. Oh my and, God. Uh, a Absolutely. A lot of bad
1: nutrition and weight gain and Horrible well, things.
0: because the stress itself is bad for the body, and mm-hmm. then that stress causes you to do things that are unhealthy for your mm-hmm. body, and again, it just persists and, and amplifies. But over even, and over even and over.
1: you know, a lot of people live with regret. The one thing that I'm happy that I've done with my life is that everything I've done in the past that I've that I regret, even if it's back in high school or you know uh, um, something I've done in middle school, even I've talked it out with my therapist and stuff, so I can like actually work through those feelings exactly, and. I think a lot of times what we've done, what, what, what we do as, as people, especially where I'm from, is that we bury that shit. Like, we bury it like it's a dog with a bone, you know? We put and it turns
0: in. out that even if it might look like it on the, on the surface, it doesn't actually stay buried. Or I guess it stays no. buried, but then it, like, rots your foundation or
1: something. Jeez. Yeah, I guess so. I was going to say it pops up, but yeah, I guess it also rots your foundation. I don't know, I'm also
0: like mixing metaphors there, but you get the idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So exactly what you said. So some of the best things that you can do is literally just make time and space to listen to that feeling. And again, this is connected to that hypothesis about why is a mix of emotion good for us? And it comes back to maybe the reason that that the people who say they had a mix of feelings were most healthy is because they were just good at noticing oh i have this feeling i have this other feeling it's like they could see the granularity of all those different emotions Hmm. so the first thing you can do to to try to listen to what you're feeling is try to put it into words this is a technique called affective labeling so Hmm. you just Find the emotion and you put a word to it. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. I I think I actually did that with my therapist. Uh, Like, you know, what are you feeling when you talk about this? Yeah, where are you feeling it? What's the, the
0: sensation exactly? Like The more you can put words to it and locate it in your body, the more you can... It's not about getting rid of it. It's about like learning from it. It's it's like, imagine this negative feeling is this person that's just constantly shouting and trying to get your attention, trying to get your attention. And you're just like, stop it, stop it. Go away, go away. They're just going to shout louder and louder and louder. So the idea is just to be like, hey, what is this thing? What is it asking for? Where is it? That kind of thing. That's how
1: they treat trauma right now in therapy. Like um, I remember talking with something very difficult with my therapist, uh, something that happened in my past. And we sat there with it. And as I retold the story, she asked me where I felt it in my body. Like, what, what she's like, stop and tell me where are your feet, where are your hands, where's your back, like, what are you feeling? And um, it, it turns out that I carried all of this with me in my chest. Like, mm-hmm. this particular incident, I carried with me, like, really tight in my chest, my shoulders. A lot of my us have back. chronic
0: pain in those areas Absolutely. that we use to sort of like store or or kind of like try to control that feeling yeah
1: it's funny because once we named it or once we uh what did you say
0: uh use affective labeling is the affective
1: term. label once we labeled it i wasn't able to control it but i recognized it a lot faster
0: well and i think that's the thing if you try to control it it ultimately ends up controlling you so the idea is hmm. never to try to control your feelings but it, did like, Carl young to, say that no tanya luna nice <laughs>
1: Nice.
0: You can quote me on that. So yeah, I I think that the idea is like just like you wouldn't want to control a person in your life, you wouldn't want to control some element of yourself either. This is a part of you telling. Are you confused because you're like, why would I not want to control a person? Control someone? Yeah, that's (laughs)
1: very seems like a waste. Okay,
0: in a healthy relationship, ideally people aren't attempting to control each other, and I think in a healthy relationship with yourself, you're not trying to control your own feelings you're just like hey feeling what's up what are you, what are you telling me okay. thanks thanks for that information so you could do this alone in your mind but you'll probably get even better results by journaling there's a lot of research that shows that just writing out your feelings every day just not something you'll ever show anyone but yourself uh, and as you said talking to a therapist talking to a friend All of that really serves the purpose of being able to start putting words on these feelings. And then once you have a decent sense of what you're feeling, try to do what I think of as flip-siding it. So like you said, our negative emotions are things that are missing. And I never thought about it that way, but this flip-side approach, I think makes even more sense if you think about it as a negative emotion is something that's missing. Mm -hmm. And so flip-siding it is figuring out, okay, something is missing, what do I need? Hmm. Because that's what, it's like hunger is something that's missing. Thirst is something that's missing. If you keep ignoring it, it's not going to turn out well for you. You're not going to be able to ignore it for long. Yeah. So in the same way, negative emotions, something is missing. Flip-siding hmm. it is going, okay, what's the flip side? What is it that I need? Interesting. So
1: I think that's where I struggle. I, I don't always know what I need. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's interesting. I like-
0: Hi, this is Ross, the host of Smells Like Humans, a show about interesting and quirky human behavior. We bring humor, empathy, and warmth to topics such as relationships, dating, work, self-compassion, weddings, phobias, aging parents, travel mishaps, death, and
1: many more. Ever wonder what happens at a cuddle party? We talk about it. Free-range
0: kids in restaurants? We've got some thoughts. Bedtime stories for adults? We're on it. Light, fun, unscripted conversation and personal stories. Please join us by clicking the link in the show notes. Oh, so, so there's a few examples. Okay, so so sadness is triggered by loss. So if you identified, you've done some affective labeling, and you go, okay, I'm feeling sad. What's a question that you can ask yourself to try to understand the flip side, the need?
1: Uh, what am I sad about? Or what's making me sad? Yep. Um, what are, I guess the obvious is what I'm missing. But no, that's
0: like... a, that's great. I think that's deeper than saying, why am I sad? Why am I sad is really hard to answer.
1: Yeah. What
0: am I missing? Notice how... Right away, you start being able Oh, yes, things started
1: popping up in my mind.
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm. Or a lot of times sadness happens from losing something that you had. So maybe saying something like, what do I wish I could hold on to? Um, And then once you ask that, then you can go, okay, what else can meet this need? Hmm. And sometimes with sadness, you just have to name it and kind of honor that you lost something and that you're disappointed or that you're grieving and that's enough. And sometimes you go, what am I missing and how can I fill that need?
1: So question for you. Is it possible? I mean, I guess it is because what I the example I have in my head, is it possible to get what you're missing wrong? Is that why people like fill the hole with shopping or like uh, um, even working out something that's think positive? Absolutely. Because I think...
0: But I don't think that the people who are sitting there going, "What am I missing?" I don't think the answer their mind is giving them is shopping, shopping.
1: You'd be surprised. I mean, like you, sometimes I think people are like, "I just need to get out there." You know what would make me happy? Mm-hmm. Going out and buying a new pair of kicks That's a good point, or something yeah. like that.
0: I guess the, the 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 goal here, ideally, is to go. What is causing my sadness? What need is that created, and right. how can I You're really right. fulfill that? What
1: am I missing? What not, am I missing? not what not will what will me make happy. me happy, feel but better. But I think we often we often get those For things sure. confused. I agree with like you. you know, and like what am I missing? Oh, you know what? I'll go and eat something. That always makes me happy. Yeah. You know, or or I'll...
0: I, I think you're right. So it's like, what question are we asking ourselves when we're sad? Are we saying, what am I missing? Or are we saying, what will make me feel better? Exactly. And what will make me feel better is not the useful question. Hmm, okay, so let, let, maybe let's do two more. So stress is triggered by the perception that we don't have the resources to achieve our goals. And those resources could be time, time money, yeah. ability, whatever it is. So let's say that you're feeling stressed. What's a question you can ask yourself to try to understand the need?
1: Um, what needs to What needs to happen? what's a high priority
0: i love Uh, that question because a lot of times when we're stressed we don't even understand what the goal is right so so we have this kind of amorphous blob of a feeling but just saying wait what's important to me to achieve right now
1: mits baby when i was a when i was managing most important things mits when i was a manager Mm -hmm. uh that was my biggest thing if i knew i was going into a stressful week if i knew like all these reports were due and all these kind of things, or we're getting a huge visit from another, then I would sit there Sunday night. If I didn't do this, I would go nuts. I would, what is, what are my most important things for tomorrow? what are the three most important things I got to knock out? And
0: notice how that's more helpful than saying, Oh, why am I so stressed? You Mm -hmm. flip side it and go, okay, I'm stressed. It means that I feel like I don't have what I need to achieve my goals. Step one, what's most important to achieve. Yeah. And then step two, you can go, what's making me feel that I'm not capable of achieving those goals. Yeah. And when you ask those two questions, then you can either switch the goal so that it's more achievable, yeah. or you can see if you can find more resources so that you can achieve the goal.
1: That's perfect. Because I mean, even looking at your to-do list is not enough because your to-do yeah. list will stress you. The yeah. like, like when you look at your emails, uh, Sunday nights, if you look, I'm at gonna monitor e- my know. heart. Just so we're <laughs> yeah. talking about this right now. But but I, I see. Just thinking you. Like, of my inbox. I makes remember last it. weekend we were having a good time. I don't remember what we were doing. Yeah. yeah. And um <laughs> and you were like uh, my emails were stressing me on Saturday, and you were just like you were down and depressed for like maybe an hour because you were thinking you were just thinking about your emails.
0: Yeah. But I don't think I was depressed. I think Not I depressed. was stressed. Yeah. But but I think the diff- distinction there is really important because depressed is like loss of something if it was making me feel sad then i'd probably have to pause and say what do i feel that my email is keeping me from i think what i was feeling is stress so the question should have been like what am i trying to achieve with this with this inbox and sometimes just asking that question makes you go you know what i shouldn't be trying to achieve this right now yeah one more so fear is triggered by loss of safety to understand the need behind your fear what's a question you can ask
1: i don't really feel fear so we can move on to something (laughs) else if you
0: (laughs) Let's, let's try to dig up those emotions that were buried deep in the heart of Texas.
1: Um, repeat your question. What, what is one thing you can ask yourself when you're <laughs> to feeling To
0: understand it? your fear, to flip side it, understand the need.
1: Um, what do I need to make feel safe right now? Great. Or, or, yeah,
0: exactly. Oh, what would right. make me feel more secure?
1: Feel like a high, high low A right now.
0: <laughs> you this know like what? A Give yourself that high No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't need no charity. So, so, yeah, exactly. So the point there is those feelings that feel bad... They are some of your best friends when it comes to providing guidance for what you actually need. Yeah. So learn to listen to them. And then the last hypothesis or reason that a mix of emotions is good for us is that it leads to better overall resilience. So, like, if you only walk on soft surfaces, then your feet, you got, like, you know, you your grown man with little baby feet, and you can't handle a hard <laughs> pavement. <laughs> or, like, in your case.
1: What? Why? You looked at me like that was a... No no that like no. was directed at me and my feet are really tough my feet are really really, hard. really
0: really tough feet um but you have like little delicate american hands hey, easy
1: what are? this is going out to people <laughs> I, have, I do not have delicate look at these hands no, they're, they're not all little scarred they're, up.
0: they're very large okay they're i can't scarred. touch
1: hot pans like you <laughs> Uh, with your immigrant hands, I can't do that. But like most Americans can't touch a hot pan. They just can't do it. So, Like I
0: can hold my hands under scalding water and they're totally fine. But you shouldn't. <laughs> See, there's the
1: thing. You shouldn't do that. And that shouldn't be a standard that we have in this house. Because in Ukraine, I'm know, sorry. I'm getting what, stressed. What, I need, the, what do of... I need right now? I need <laughs> my wife not to tell me I have delicate little hands, baby hands.
0: <laughs> but the point is, emotional resilience. If we only have... Positive emotions. Then, anytime anything negative happens in our lives, then we sort of crumble, mm-hmm. right? So, anytime you have to touch hot water, all of a sudden you're oh, like, "Oh no, the- no, it's <laughs> so hot!" <laughs> okay. So, right at the beginning, you were talking about your somehow delight. Are we going to talk about your
1: your snoring in your sleep? Are we just talking about all of <laughs> our shortcomings, or just just my hands, just that? Okay, I'm not sure. <laughs>
0: so uh you talked about how much you love playing video games that make you extremely upset like Mm -hmm. to an outsider or even to me living in this home you sound so upset like you don't know this but sometimes i come check on you because i'm like surely he's in physical pain or like something he just got the worst news of his life because you're like screaming so loud so what are other fun ways people can practice feeling bad feelings, other than screaming at the at the at the screen?
1: Nothing comes to mind. <laughs> I, um, I think. Wait, wait. So you're asking me?
0: So, the, so, so the theory here is that if we only feel good things for too mm-hmm. long, then as soon as something bad happens, we crumble. Mm-hmm. And instead, we need to kind of like micro dose ourselves with a range of different emotions to build this resilience.
1: So there's this. Theory about people who are afraid of conflict or people who shy away from conflict. You want to do something where you put your you put yourself in a controlled situation. So I remember
0: that's the solution. Yeah,
1: like well, the, the solution would be to try some kind of martial art or try some kind of like physical activity. Oh, interesting. Um, to really push yourself and really find it. And, and I say martial art because when you when you spar and everything, it's not about getting beat up. It's not about any of that. If you go and box, it's not about. Showing into the going up to the the in the, in the gym and then just getting pounded by someone who's a lot better than you, it's about learning. It's about like really going in there and. Learning how to control, because you can't control what the other person's going to do to you. Mm. You can't. So it's you, self-control, can dodge and you self-regulation. Can, yeah, yeah, you can lesson. learn how to how to uh, slip and dodge, and dodge punches and stuff like that. You can learn how to do all the head movements you can, but you can't control how fast someone is. So you're going to mm. get hit. Fascinating. What you can control is the way you breathe. What you can control is the way you stand. What you can control is the way you condition yourself when you do feel contact. So when if I want do... to get
0: better at like workplace conflict this is a way for me this is a way do to do
1: it that's one way and if you and if you're not comfortable with physicality then i would suggest doing something like getting in front of people on a stage mm-hmm. um whether that be the moth and telling a story something where your heart like you, you know you, you're going to go up there especially if you if you don't enjoy conflict cuz cuz anytime you get on stage people feel a conflict with the audience and there's like a whether you love judgment, it yeah whether you love it or not yeah, the most so like, seasoned like- actor or comedian you're going to feel like your your biggest enemy sometimes is, as soon as you get on stage is the audience. Mm. So you have to get them on your side. That's that's the job of a performer. So I think if you are feeling uh, fear of conflict, then you do something like this. You do something where you put yeah. yourself in a controlled situation where you're not going to get hurt. I'm not saying go challenge people in the street uh, you know, and be a vigilante. With a story fight. was <laughs> a <laughs> story fight. Story off. But I'm not telling story you to off. put on a cape and cowl and go be Batman. I'm saying do something where you learn who you are in a conflict and learn more about yourself in
0: conflict. Yeah. Well, and, and what you're bringing up as it pertains to getting more comfortable with conflict, I think you can generalize to just be more emotionally resilient. Like look for little opportunities to put yourself into mm-hmm. increasingly uncomfortable situations. Yeah. And that can ideally also mean, there's some fun factor to it as uh, yeah, well. Like
1: you taught me this. At, like when we socialize, um, I used to just not say shit to anyone, you know? And just the two of us? Yeah, like, no, no. But like if we were to go to a... I don't know. I, the thing that comes to mind is uh, a few years ago when your uh, your retreat was meeting for karaoke. Uh-huh. We went into this room. Like and, my, our
0: company retreat. Yeah, your
1: company retreat. And there, was, there wasn't there a lot of people. There was like 15, 12 people in there. And I was like, I do not want to go. I don't want to go in there because I don't know anyone. And I remember you telling me just like, just, I used to always say, what is the thing you say? And I loved it. Um Pot of gold, you say. Oh,
0: get to the pot of gold on the other side of awkward. Which
1: is, I mean, I can't tell you how much that shaped my life because one of the things that has always been my problem isn't conflict, obviously. (laughs) Conflict isn't so, but it's it's I guess that fear of judgment or. Um getting over my shyness. I, yeah. I have a really hard time um, with that. And so I'd go to a party and not say anything, but you told me about the, get the pot of gold and the are awkward. So I used to go and start conversations with, with people in the room and I would just be like, holy shit, this is terrifying. This is, I don't know why it's it so cool. scary. So it's
0: almost like, oh yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people feel that for various reasons, but I think what you're bringing up, I, I forgot, I forgot that I used to say that. And for me, it helped me because it helped me recognize that just because the middle can feel uncomfortable yeah. doesn't mean that something's going wrong. Like you know like <laughs> I love swimming but getting into the water can be so unpleasant yeah. but then once you're swimming you're like oh this is the best.
1: I, you can't even remember. Yeah uh, exactly it was, like and it was to totally not, worth yeah, it. Yeah yeah yeah. So
0: just recognizing that the way there can feel unpleasant but then that gets you the reward. Yeah, yeah so that's really, and really I cool. think
1: little challenges I mean it's so easy to not do it. Oh I'll do it tomorrow. But there's so many little things you can do and for me the the little thing is talking to people, uh, like, and I do it a lot now. I, I do it, yeah, you know, with, that. uh, starting conversations. It's, I, it's still terrified, not terrifies me. I'm not like
0: but it's I'm awkward, frozen, it's unpleasant. but it's,
1: it's unpleasant. I don't want to do it.
0: So what, what, you know, the get to the pot of gold on the other side of awkward framing is about the pot of gold. What we're learning from research on negative emotions is that mm-hmm. even the awkward is the gold. So yeah. having those kind of, jittery unpleasant anxious feelings as long as you're not overwhelmed by them that builds our resilience Hmm. because then when you're in a really social situation you've built up that muscle and it doesn't feel like a heavy lift i'm dr julie bruni
1: and i'm dr jeremy allen
0: and we want to be your doctor friends
1: We are two physicians who work at a nationally ranked practice and take care of some of the world's greatest athletes.
0: We field questions all the time that start with, my cousin told me this, or like a fitness guru sent me a targeted ad about that.
1: We love answering these questions and offering peace of mind to our loved ones. So are you feeling confused? Listen to your doctor friends.
0: Adrift in a sea
1: of medical misinformation? Listen to your doctor friends. Just bored on a Tuesday? Listen to your doctor friends.
0: Come on, let's be friends. Get by with a little help from your doctor friends.
1: Listen to your Dr. Friends podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I think right now in our country, uh, probably all over the world, but I'm focusing right now with what we have going on with the headlines. um,
0: In the U.S. I think
1: in the U.S. I think we can stand for a little more resiliency. You know what I mean? I think that's a
0: great point. I think it's with a lot of our emotions. I think whether it's like, oh my gosh, what you're saying is so morally repugnant to me. Mm -hmm. Instead of being like, and that's kind of interesting. Why do I feel that way? Let me learn more about this. Like, that would be an awesome reaction. Or, like, what you're saying is so offensive, I can't stand to hear it. If instead you go, huh, that's interesting. Like, tell me more about this thing.
1: So I guess this is like going back to, like, 2015 when people who looked like me were in the crosshairs of a lot of Americans right now. You know, people with dark skin that were Latino and... People were saying horrible things you mean, online,
0: talking about immigration. Yeah, and...
1: not just immigration, but the people that were go back to where you came from yeah. became like a goddamn bumper sticker. Which you know, would be San Antonio, which is <laughs> Dallas for me. Like I was born in in the Big D, uh, so it, it, it was it was really hard because it took so much effort for me to mm. say, "Well, why are you saying that? Mm. You know, like where, where's this coming from? And you'd have to do that on Facebook because no one was really saying that to me all the time. But they were saying it to, to to people who out there, you know, they were saying it to people. I saw it on the news. I yeah. saw people interacting. Well, and and Facebook
0: isn't super well designed for like. Tell me more for about talkbacks. this perspective. Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> but but it made me feel good just just to ask that question. It, it mm. for some reason it felt like it gave me back control. It gave me back like your hurtful thing that you just said about people who look like me. Yeah didn't land the way you wanted it to and all i want to know is where where that where that's coming from, from wow there. and it, it, some people responded with like well from what i've heard or from what i've read or from what someone told me or yeah. this person said this about that and then it became you know like just what their fears were about how yeah. how that would touch them one day well so. and
0: coming back to our last two episodes on changing public opinion mm-hmm. That approach can work for emotional resilience and empowerment. It can also work to make someone more open to your perspective because, sure. as we know from research, if you just go, No, you're an idiot, everything you're saying is wrong, it's probably just going to fortify. Oh, the yeah. Other person's and we're seeing it right now. Is it that we need conversational resilience? Do we, is it that the problem with our country is that we're out of practice or we never develop the skill of just having a, an open, curious conversation with someone who has a very different ideology. Yeah. And that's very, very uncomfortable. But for sure, like anything else, the more we do it, the more comfortable we get, the less triggering it is, the less extreme that conversation becomes. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that we all have to agree, but no. potentially it removes a lot of the like pain that comes out of just how polarizing things yeah. feel. Yeah. There are other fun ways to feel negative emotions, <laughs> like watching movies or, yeah. you know, like we, we watched Elvis the other day and I was bawling my eyes out oh, at know, the end and too. i was like it's so weird like why did i pay to cry <laughs> there, there's this weird so i distinctly remember it, i think it was in college i remember a professor talk. yeah okay it was in a philosophy class and this professor was talking about this theory that he called juicing the machine which is <laughs> this <laughs> sorry
1: <laughs> what class was this <laughs>
0: So my memory of it was this idea that it was actually I remember it was like a hybrid philosophy psychology class and they were talking about really giggling and juicing the machine. So the idea is that like we as humans have this urge to feel all these different feelings. That's why we watch sad movies and ride roller coasters and you know and and like go to those like horror um, haunted, houses. haunted houses and stuff like that. Like, why would we do that? It's super weird. You would think that we would evolve to try to avoid those things. So he was like, We're juicing the machine. So that stuck with me. And I didn't think it was funny, I thought it was awesome. And then several years later, I tried to Google it to like find the source. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. And what? now the
1: FBI has your computer. <laughs>
0: I didn't find anything lewd, but the only thing I found was two interviews with me using the term juicing (laughs) machine. So it became this weird recursive, like...
1: And now the FBI has my computer.
0: (laughs) So I don't know if I made it up. Get, judging by your reaction to it, I feel like maybe it...
1: It just sounds a little lewd for uh, as a professor to say that to one of his students.
0: Okay. It wasn't hey, one. Tanya, it was to the class, just maybe. to be clear. It saying, was to the hey, whole Tanya, class. Hey, can you
1: stay after class? I want to talk to you about juicing the machine. He didn't what? say juicing
0: my machine. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> oh!
0: Anyway. If you know this theory, please please get back to me because I don't but know. But don't get back to me because I'm, I'm not interested. I don't with... want to talk
1: to anybody about juicing the machines.
0: <laughs> but anyway, I, there there seems to be something that like this craving to just have a variety of emotion. And it seems that it truly is so... Important for us to build that resilience.
1: I know I'm joking around, but it it makes complete sense about juicing the machine because you do want (laughs) to, no, you do want to, you know, it makes, that's why I love, look, my biggest thing is safety. My biggest thing is keep my head on a swivel and making sure every night we go to bed, we're safe and we're secure in this house and everything. And yet, I can't get enough of haunted houses. Yeah, it's And I super love weird to get out contrast. there, and it, it, I love to scream my ass off, and I love to go out there and have a good time. But you're right; it, it's that oiling up, making sure that everything is oh, still working. so you think working. oiling
0: the machine is better than juicing the machine? <laughs> juicing
1: the machine has a little, <laughs> yeah.
0: So, yes. But
1: horror films too. I mean, I'm a bit. That's why I love to get the get my freak on with the freaks. So, so that's what the research
0: that. is showing. Like, embrace the variety in the range and complexity of emotion. Yeah. So. In our last couple of minutes, what I'd love to share with you is just my three favorite tips for getting... To, the machine. <laughs> for juicing the machine. No. My three favorite tips for actually finding out what some of those negative emotions are. Because a lot of us don't, don't even know what they are, so it's really hard to start. Okay. So I'll share my three. Let me know if you've got any others. Number one, do a numbing cleanse. Numbing cleanse. What right? I mean by that is a lot of us feel really uncomfortable with our negative emotions, and so we tend to cover them up with stuff. So... Here's my guidance, and I know that you would never do this, Brian, but for one week straight, Mm -hmm. stop putting Band-Aids on your emotions. So what that means is don't watch TV, Mm -hmm. don't listen to music, don't consume drugs or alcohol or cookies. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like sugar. Don't eat sugar. No video games. Don't call cheerful friends to talk about cheerful things. So no one call me, don't call me. Create a quiet, empty space to discover what it is that you actually think and feel.
1: Huh? No, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. I would never try that. <laughs> so, what's next?
0: For me, I I recognize that. So you know, I like to I'm a, I like to power listen to books. So I'll listen to like two point five three times speed. It's you it's hate it bananas, but I my ate. brain loves it. I'm like nom 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 nom. It's delicious. But what I was realizing is that I had this kind of like low level bad feelings, and I would just wake up. First thing I do is just start pumping high speed words into my brain and i was like oh this is good i'm learning it's all interesting i was like reading nonfiction, Mm -hmm. and i actually forced myself to stop listening to books for a week so that i can better understand what is in my actual mind like what am i thinking at normal speed so number one do a numbing cleanse number two i don't know if you'll be up for this one Schedule. Number one wasn't
1: a, wasn't a winner for no? me. So, okay.
0: all right. So number you two, had, you
1: lost me at no TV. So,
0: go ahead. <laughs> so, okay. All right. Number two, schedule a pain date. What I mean by oh, this, this I like. Go is... ahead. What's up? What's up? <laughs> so actually, put some like decide on a time uh-huh. that you are going to do nothing but listen to your negative feelings. No distractions. No time restrictions. Okay. Just so this is like the other day, or this was I don't remember. This was a couple months ago now, where I was like. I told you this, and you thought you like looked at me like I had seven heads. I was like, I'm gonna go sit with the pigs and feel bad things, and you were like, what? And I'm like, I'm just gonna go see what. I just emotions don't want you to I bring feel. that into
1: the pigs, man. Yeah? I didn't want you to bring all that, <laughs> that jazz. To so the you the want kids. to listen
0: to your worst feelings with patience, with wonder, without interrupting it, without do trying to make yourself a feel better. I think I really? do this quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. pain dates.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I, I think I do this quite a bit. I, I really do uh, that's really focus cool. on. I don't. I don't. That's why the first one doesn't really sit with me because you don't feel like
0: you. I don't. Numbing, I don't numb. I don't numb pain.
1: anything. Okay. Yeah, I, I sit in it and I, and All I, right. I stew. Or, okay. Or I, All
0: right. If you're like me, then you might need to start with step one cleanse yourself of the distractions number two just sit there and just like really get to the depth of this of this feeling for me it resulted in like spooning the pigs and sobbing into their (laughs) into their like i was gonna say into their fur but they're they just lost all their fur because it's summer so I was just like sobbing those poor pigs i could see with their eyes wide open
1: like what the hell is (laughs) mom doing they were
0: actually very comforting but the point was like i wasn't trying to make myself feel better i was just like what is in this feeling yeah. what what's going on there and then number three this has been completely life changing for me and there's so much research we talked about James Penny Baker's research there's so much evidence that writing every single morning yeah. can be transformative so spend five to thirty minutes just getting what's inside your head out onto a physical or digital page
1: so what do you what, what suggestions do you have for someone like me who once they start writing I start feeling pretentious or I start feeling like I'm writing so like
0: well what's the pretense? Like well, what's the Well, like I,
1: I feel like I'm just going through the motions and I'm I'm performing a little bit. Like I feel like I'm I'm writing to write and I should be saying something here, uh like filling dead air. I mean one I, way I, to I, think
0: about it is just, it's like a conversation with yourself.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I guess I can't get out of my own head and I start like not not performing, but I start like um
0: Like it becomes like poetic?
1: Not poetic. It just be it just like it's not a stream of consciousness. It, I feel like it has to be like a fully formed idea. So I, I, I don't edit, but sometimes yeah. I'll be like, okay, well, I should, I should write this. That was good. You or, might
0: just be putting too much pressure on yourself yeah. to like do this exercise correctly.
1: So how do you do it? You wake up and whatever comes to your mind?
0: Well, I'll tell you how I do it. But what the research shows is that there, there is no way to do it wrong. So you literally just spend that time writing. But what the research shows is most effective is at least 10 to 15 minutes. But I found value even if I do it five, as long as I'm doing it every single day. So ideally you just go and you, you, like one of the other ways I like to think about it is it's like emptying what's in my mind onto the page. So I just wake up and I go, what's rummaging around in there? Sometimes for me, that's like a reflection of something that happened yesterday. Sometimes it's a list of things I'm stressed about. Sometimes it's you know I'll always do this if you and I ever had conflict with each other I'll write about it so that I can kind of empathize with you and extract out what did I do what are any patterns one of the things that I love about and you could do
1: all that in just fifteen minutes yeah very what you did wrong ha
0: ha ha fifteen minutes every day yeah exactly. (laughs) So not only is this a research fact tool for reducing symptoms of depression and anxiety, it also helps you spot when you're stuck in a loop saying the same thing over and over and over. Hmm. And these types of loops are particularly dangerous because they deplete our mental resources. And the only way you can break out of that loop is if you can spot it. So for example, a lot of the times, like I'll, I'll even do a search. Like if I write something and I'm like, I feel like I've been complaining, let's say about email for a while. I'm like, this feels familiar. So I, I do this digitally. Although a lot of people do it just on a physical page, but I literally will look up the word email and it's like, boom, 47 mentions of the word email. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this, Mm. I got to stop this. Like this is, this keeps happening. And it's like poking the same bruise over and over and over and over and over. And so it helps you notice when those loops are there so that you can break free of the loop.
1: All right. I like it. Maybe, you know, I can't commit to say I'm going to do it tomorrow, but I might try it this week to just get up and see. That's the thing is I can't type that fast, but
0: you can write on paper yeah. and you don't have to do it fast. You can also speak into an audio uh, recorder. Oh, I can
1: monologue. Yeah. Okay. All right. I can do that. Yeah. I, I think it's,
0: the point is good. Like if you, if you want, if you don't want to actually like use writing, speak into a recorder and just, you know, go somewhere where you're not worried that someone's going to hear you. Cause the point is to keep this completely private and you can delete it if you want, or just, just promise yourself you you're not going to uh, i to send anyone. you some of it <laughs> no you, you have to commit to never showing it to anyone
1: because
0: hmm. then it's completely safe you're not doing it because you want it to sound good or anything like that so
1: right, it's just between. but if i leave it you. out and you re- and you listen to it i can't do anything about it
0: right. <laughs> if it's just like sitting with sitting a big arrow with next play. to it press play <laughs> <with> press play, <laughs> play <me. laughs> so that's all i got for today all right any takeaways from you
1: uh, yeah yeah I, the journaling thing yeah um sitting with my emotions. Um,
0: Or lying with your pigs with your emotions.
1: Lying with your pigs with your emotions. A lot. Like, we talk about the negative stuff and how to make it work for you. Big takeaway for me is
0: thinking of negative and positive emotions as adding versus subtracting. And I think the next time I experience a negative feeling, I'm going to go, what am I missing?
1: What am I missing? That's huge. That's a huge thing.
0: Yeah. And it's really cool because think about, like, a life without negative emotions. You would never know what your needs are.
1: You know what I'm missing right now? Like, it just popped in my head. A cookie? Reviews.
0: Oh my gosh! So if you like
1: the podcast, yes, and you feel something positive that you want to give, yes, drop a like, drop some stars, drop some stars, and then find and let us know what we're doing right. And get in on this with us. We're
0: we're not just trying to entertain here. We're trying to help people get good at
1: share stories, share examples, reach out, empathy. Absolutely,
0: help us out. And as always,
1: thank you for listening to
0: Talk Sight Sight to me. No, no, it's so hot. (laughs)